0: Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms.
1: D.C.'s troubled 911 call center. I'm Nick Ainello. What a school system's new response to
2: anti-Semitic acts will mean for the parents of the students who commit them. I'm Mike Marilla. Oral arguments now finished before
3: the Supreme Court in two cases that could change how free speech is handled on the Internet. Josh Gerstein of Politico will tell us more. It's 11 o'clock.
2: This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Staples.
0: I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. Three people in Florida, including a Spectrum News 13 TV reporter and a 9-year-old girl, are killed in separate shootings near Orlando. CBS's Christian Benavides heard from Orange County Sheriff John Meade. Police
1: have arrested 19-year-old Keith Melvin Moses, who they say is responsible for all the shootings. He
4: has a lengthy criminal history to include gun charges, aggravated, aggravated battery and assault, Uh, with a deadly weapon, burglary, and grand theft charges.
1: Police say the suspect knew the woman who was shot first. It's unclear why he allegedly targeted the news crew. Cristian Benavides, CBS News.
0: A coast-to-coast winter storm hits the Dakotas, and Minnesota and Wisconsin are in the path too. CBS's Christina Ruffini is in Minneapolis.
5: Forecasters are saying the back end of this storm, which is expected to come through on Thursday and Friday, could produce wind chills below zero, and those temperatures could drop to a wind chill below 30 or 40 in other parts of an already pretty cold state.
0: PowerOutage.us says there are about 624,000 customers without power in Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, and Illinois. On the West Coast, there has been snowfall north of Los Angeles. KCAL-TV's Jeff Newon reports from Gorman, California.
1: and her daughters made a
2: last-minute run to the library in Fraser Park. They got extra books to hunker down the next few days because more snow is in the forecast for this area.
5: If they close the road, obviously you can't really go anywhere.
2: With the snow sticks to the ground... The concern is what will happen to I-5, which is a major artery between Northern
1: and Southern California.
0: L.A. prosecutors charge Carlos Medina with killing 69-year-old Catholic Bishop David O'Connell. District Attorney George Gascon says Medina is the husband of O'Connell's housekeeper.
1: This is a brutal act of violence against a person who's dedicated a life to making our neighborhoods safer, healthier,
0: and always serving with love and compassion. Bishop O'Connell was shot multiple times last Saturday in the bedroom of his home, Motive Not Clear. Some of Venice's smaller canals have practically dried up due to a prolonged spell of low tides, CBS's Chris Livesay. It's
1: sucking that water out of Venetian canals, uh, and it can actually be quite damaging, you know, because uh, so long as the water is there, uh, it's protecting those building foundations,
0: A U.S. district judge has cleared the way for federal officials to move ahead with plans to shoot dozens of wild cattle in a rugged area of southwestern New Mexico. The operation in the Gila Wilderness is scheduled to start tomorrow. This is CBS News.
2: Staples stores are a new world of possible with innovative tools for small business and remote workers and learners. Explore more at your local Staples store or staplesconnect.com. It's
3: 11.03 here on WTOP, Wednesday night, February 22nd, 2023. Upper Marlboro is at 41 degrees. Temperatures going up tonight. They're going up because tomorrow we are expecting a high of the upper 70s, even 80 degrees could be breaking some records. We'll keep you updated. I'm Dimitri Sotis. We're glad to have you here for the top local stories we are following this hour. We do begin with breaking news. A man is dead after he was shot by Fairfax County police officers outside of Tyson's Corner Center Mall today. Police Chief Kevin Davis says officers were told that a theft had taken place in the mall when they got there and identified the suspect he was chased out of the building. They followed the man into a wooded area near Fashion Boulevard that is near Bloomingdale's where two people, two police officers shot him in the upper body. I do not know if our suspect was armed. Uh, that's why we're going to hold the scene. And we're going to search for any evidence that the uh, suspect may uh, have discarded during the foot chase. The man died at the hospital earlier tonight. Fairfax County police have not identified him yet. Keep it here with WTOP and WTOP.com as we learn more information throughout the rest of the week. An American Eagle flight from Jacksonville, Florida, here to Reagan National, never quite made it to D.C. tonight. Flight 3444 had an emergency landing in Raleigh-Durham. That was because of a security concern involving an unruly customer. Police met the flight in North Carolina and took that person away. The trouble all started about 3.40 this afternoon. The FAA says it's investigating, and we'll have more for you on WTOP, but federal charges may be filed in this case. It's 11.05. For the first time, the new leader of D.C.'s troubled 911 call center is detailing some of the changes that she's making. The center has been heavily criticized for delays in sending out ambulances and first responders, mistakes such as sending emergency crews to the wrong location. And critics say people have died because
1: of that. Promising that this is going to be a fresh start, Heather McGaffin, the acting director of D.C.'s Office of Unified Communications, said there are now four or five supervisors on duty at any given time. Previously, there were two or three supervisors here. Also, new employees will now need to go through 14 weeks of training. Instead of the five weeks that were previously required
5: eight of those weeks will be classroom training with nationally certified instructors which is new
1: and mcgaffin says trainees who don't meet weekly benchmarks will be held accountable
5: we're going to make tough decisions here and we're going to do it in the best interest of public
0: safety
3: nick Ainelli, wtop news from swastikas being drawn to messages being written and shared montgomery county public schools have seen a spike in anti-semitic acts Now the
2: school system is taking action. Since last Friday, there have been nine newly reported anti-Semitic acts at schools.
5: Images that students are showing one another, it could be that they drew on a piece of paper or shared it on a you know a device or whatever it may be.
2: Superintendent Dr. Monifa McKnight says what's being seen is unacceptable.
5: Unfortunately we can't snap our finger to solve the problem.
2: But the school system does plan to modify its response by documenting the act in the school file of the student who committed it and also bring in the parents of that student.
5: To say, you know, we're gonna have a conversation about this. We need you to be a part of the restoration plan and the plan moving forward and what are the commitments we all are all going to make to ensure that this does not repeat itself.
2: In the long term, there'll be more lessons on anti-Semitism and hate at schools. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Staying in Montgomery County, hate symbols and
3: crimes are on the rise outside the school system as well. One local lawmaker wants to start an anti-hate task force in response. County Council President Evan Glass says the spike in racial, ethnic, and LGBTQ hate crime is disturbing and frightening. He says the latest numbers from 2021 show more than 140 bias incidents. More than half were race-related. Dozens targeted religion, especially Jewish people. Glass has sent a letter about creating the task force to County Executive Mark Elrich. Coming up here on WTOP, we mentioned this a few minutes ago. We are expecting record high temperatures tomorrow. The kind of temperatures you'd get certainly in the spring, if not the summer. And then we may get a little rain and snow on Saturday. So Amelia Draper of Storm Team 4 has got that full forecast for you. Then we're going to hear from Josh Gerstein. He is with Politico covering the Supreme Court in judicial matters. It's been a couple of days of oral arguments before the High Court as to whether companies such as Twitter or Google help terrorists do their work by allowing certain things to be posted there. We'll get
2: more coming up on WTOP.
0: Here's Scott Gagnon, VP of Federal for Worldwide Technology.
2: Worldwide Technology solves our government's most complex challenges. We understand how to accelerate transformation. We analyze, design, test, and deliver practical solutions that integrate the best suited technologies. Our team is committed to your mission success. We are Worldwide Technology, your trusted partner for today's digital modernization journey.
0: Visit WWT.com.
2: 1108. Michael & Sons. Heating tune-up for only $69. Michael
0: & Sons.
3: Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, we're going to Ian Crawford in the traffic center.
2: We're going to start in Virginia, Dimitri, northbound 95, getting sluggish out of Fredericksburg. They have set up the work zone as you approach the Rappahannock River Ridge. You're doing so very cautiously and single file to the right. So it's going to be a slow ride for at least a little while till they can get that backlog cleared out. Northbound 95. Coming out of Fredericksburg, pass that you are okay. Southbounders, you'll find the work near Quatico, exit one forty eight, that's blocking a right lane. Work on the Capitol Beltway, Inter and Outer Loop in Virginia. This will be between the GW Parkway and Georgetown Pike, roughly speaking, and two right lanes getting by, both inner and outer loop delays minimal, but expect a little tap of the brakes as you're getting into that work zone coming onto or getting toward the Legion Bridge. On 66, watch for work inside the Beltway. I believe it's going to be eastbound after the Capitol Beltway, and it'll be over on the right side westbound as you're going to find work near the Capitol Beltway. In fact, that ramp that would take you to the Outer Loop may be shut down as a result of that work. In Maryland, Interloop work between Route 1 and I-95 on the inner loop. between 95 and Route 1, and two left lanes will get by. Southbound, BW Parkway, thinning out a little bit but still sluggish after NASA Goddard heading toward the work zone near Greenbelt Road. Grind rail replacement over on the left side, so single right lane will get by. District travel, so far no complaints on the freeway or on the 295s. Can you sing at Nick's Riverside Grill Tuesday karaoke night? You can sing it your way. From 7 to 10, Nick's come for the karaoke, stay for great cocktails, food, and river views. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Strom Team 4 is Amelia
3: Drake. A few
5: scattered showers are possible tonight, otherwise plenty of clouds with lows around 50. For tomorrow, tracking record warmth across the area with a high temperature of 80 degrees, so feeling more like summer than winter out there as clouds diminish throughout the day. Plenty of sun on Friday, but temperatures turn colder throughout the day we fall into the 40s and we'll have strong winds gusting up to 30 miles an hour. On Saturday, a high around 40 with the chance for a passing rain or snow shower. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Emilia Draper.
3: Gaithersburg, 42. Arlington, 46. Lanham, 41. And temperatures are expected to be going up overnight instead of down so that we can reach those expected record highs tomorrow, upper 70s, maybe even 80. We'll watch that for you here on your weather alert station, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 11-11, two days of arguments before the Supreme Court on free speech online are over. Tonight, justices decided whether Twitter contributed to a 2017 ISIS terrorist attack in Istanbul because recruiting videos were allowed to be posted on the social media site. We should clarify that the justices heard arguments about this Twitter case today. Now, yesterday, Google faced similar accusations in the high court. Politico senior legal affairs reporter Josh Gerstein joined us earlier to discuss all of this.
4: In both cases, the justices did so presented more of a case on behalf of the tech companies than I think many of us had thought. There had been signals, particularly from the conservative justices, that they were sort of laying in wait for the tech firms, uh, probably because of concerns that those companies are not always fair to conservative political views. But in both of these cases involving claims that these platforms were being used to advance terrorism, um, the court seemed pretty broadly skeptical of those arguments, at least the effort to make the companies financially responsible for terrorism. Today's case uh, was one against Twitter, and it was focused on a law that basically says anyone who aids and abets the commission of a terrorist act can be held financially liable. And uh, we had some family members of a victim of the terrorist attack in Istanbul to Twitter saying that, you know, the availability of ISIS-friendly and ISIS videos online uh, helped the terror organization with its recruiting efforts.
3: So if, as you say, and right uh, for Politico, the uh, justices don't seem inclined to really take a large bite out of the tech companies here, are we looking at a very narrowly targeted ruling of some type?
4: Yeah, I think they're going to try to do some sort of line drawing here. You know, you had a couple of justices, uh, Elena Kagan and Brett Kavanaugh, who seemed eager to preserve the government's right to go uh, up against individuals who provide financing for a terrorist group even if they might not know about a terrorist attack uh, or a specific attack that's being planned. Uh, Whereas the justices seem to want to find some kind of safe landing spot for companies that are doing business with hundreds or thousands of people who they don't really know who they are and perhaps are offering basically the same service to everyone as Twitter and many social media companies do. So they seem to be trying to find a way uh, to have the tech companies not be liable but still have individuals uh, who may commit uh, similar kinds of behavior, maybe who know someone who's a terrorist and then provide assistance to them so that those people would still be liable.
3: Yeah, There were some pieces written and some comments made at the start of the week or last week previewing these cases that uh, our Internet experience might somehow drastically change. I'm not making any predictions. I know neither are you, but it doesn't sound like it will.
4: It doesn't sound like it will the way the justices are inclined to come down on these two cases. However, there are a couple more cases waiting in the wings involving uh, Republican sponsored legislation that passed in Texas and in Florida to basically force social media companies to keep up certain kinds of political posts that some of them have sometimes t- tried to take down. People probably know about the, the banning, at least for some time, of former President Donald Trump from those platforms. And I think those cases are likely to come to the court next year. They punted them out this term, but it looks like they may come back next year. And I think that those are the ones that really have the potential to to upend the Internet and probably get a bit more traction from the conservative wing of the court.
3: That's Politico senior legal affairs reporter Josh Gerstein. What's happening tonight in men's college hoops? Rob is
2: next. Need a bigger vehicle? Lower payment? More MPGs? Alexandria Toyota's President's Day event is your answer. Choose from a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, including Toyota certified. Sedans, SUVs, pickups, hybrids, all tastes and price ranges are available. Or reserve your new Toyota from an incoming shipment. Celebrate the red, white and blue at Alexandria Toyota, where trade values are guaranteed to save you a whole lot of green. Don't wait. Shop in person or online at Alexandria Toyota.
0: Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red.
3: 11:15 and Rob Woodfork.
6: All right, Georgetown had its second half rally fall short on their home court. They lose a 79-70 heartbreaker to St. John's in which the Red Storm shot 50% from the floor. The Hoyas came storming back uh, in the second half, but uh, they would see Primo Spears uh, leave the game with a uh, back injury, uh, was uh, fouled hard, uh, was slow to get up, and uh, had to leave the game uh, in the second half. Uh, Brandon Murray would uh, lead all scorers in the game with 25 points, but uh, just not enough to keep the Hoyas from dropping to 2-16 and 16 in Big East play this season. Now, Maryland handled business against last place Minnesota. They led by as many as 28 on their way to a... 88-70 win in which the Terps shot 68 percent from the floor. They win three of their last four games. They're 10 and seven in conference. Coach Kevin Willard. We knew how important
3: this game was. I mean, that's one thing I was really happy about. These guys knew that this was a this was a huge game. Get the 10 wins. Have Northwestern coming in. I think we're tied for third now. So, I thought the way we handled that part of the game was really impressive for this group.
6: George Washington for the fourth time in nine games needed overtime to win, and American has lost five straight after a 70-54 defeat at the hands of Navy in which the midshipman defense dominated the second half. Eagles coach Mike Brennan.
2: Well, you got to be aggressive, and if you're kind of on your heels a little bit and confused a little bit, it's hard to be aggressive. So I thought that happened too many possessions today, but they do a good job. They're good at that, going from the you know the zone to, like, man, halfway through the shot. Clock
6: sixth-ranked Virginia had its worst offensive performance of the season in an upset loss to Boston College that could cost the Cavaliers come tournament time. The Capitals had Alex Ovechkin back at practice after a week away from the team to mourn the loss of his father. He is still a question mark to uh, make the 7 p.m. tip uh, face-off rather against the Ducks tomorrow night. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports.
3: 1117 and there's a new federal lawsuit against DC police. A group of protesters is accusing the force of violating their first amendment rights during the 2020 protests in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder. The suit was filed today in DC's district court by the Partnership for Civil Justice Fund on behalf of three protesters. The complaint says police have got to stop the indiscriminate use of the projectile weapons into crowds of protesters. Two plaintiffs say police used a weapon that exploded shrapnel into their legs during demonstrations causing puncture wounds. They're asking for compensation for medical bills and punitive damages against D.C. police. The man convicted of killing rap star Nipsey Hussle has been sentenced in Los Angeles. Eric R. Holder, who was found guilty of killing Nipsey Hussle, was given 60 years to life. Holder was convicted of first-degree murder in the 2019 death of the rising rap star. Hustle was just reaching his peak with a series of hit songs. Hustle was shot by Holder outside his South L.A. clothing store. The two had known each other for years. Holder, like Hustle, was hoping to be a rap star. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. Top story we're following for you this hour. Fairfax County Police shoot and kill a man suspected of stealing from Tyson's Corner Center. That was earlier this evening. It's 11 18. Traffic and
2: weather on the eighth, and when it breaks, Ian Crawford in the traffic center. Sluggish in Virginia, Dimitri, on I-95 northbound coming out of Fredericksburg. The work zone set up before the Rappahannock River Bridge. Single right lane getting by in a very, very sluggish ride. Expect delays and maybe thinking about using Route 1 to work around this one. Southbounders have a couple of cone sets to step around. One will be after Quadico, blocking the right lane. They'll do it again between Garrisonville and Stafford again, blocking the right lane. Southbound on 95 in Virginia. Various work zones set up on 66. No delays getting through them, but extra caution as you approach the flashing amber lights. Follow that lead, back off on your speed, and you will be fine. On the Capitol Beltway, there is work inner and outer loop. Between the GW Parkway and Georgetown bike again, two to the right getting by here. Same advice, back off in the speed, follow the flashing amber light direction, and you're fine. Interloop work, again, is going to be between Route 50 and I-66. That'll be two to the left to get by. And on the Maryland side, there's work on the interloop. Between 95 and College Park, Route 1, exit 25, two to the left will get by there. Southbound BW Parkway, thinning out a bit, unclear whether they still have the work zone after NASA Goddard heading toward Greenbelt Road replacing some guardrail over on the left side. And in the district, no reported delays on the southeast-southwest freeway, DC 295 and I-295. No complaints as of yet. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team four is Amelia Draper.
5: Low temperatures tonight, only around 50 degrees, with plenty of clouds and a few isolated showers possible. There's a the chance for a passing shower early tomorrow morning, but tomorrow, really all about the warmth. It is a hot February day, with the high temperature of 80 degrees. In fact, we're only in the 60s until about 9, 10 a.m., and then... Temperatures are in the 70s before we even hit noon. Partly sunny and windy on Friday with gusts up to 30 miles an hour. And we'll start off with temperatures around 50 and fall into the 40s throughout the day. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper.
3: At the wharf in D.C., 46 degrees. Oxon Hill in the National Harbor area, 46. And in Sterling, it's 45. We're expecting to see temperatures rise gradually overnight until it will get quite hot tomorrow afternoon in the upper 70s we brought to you by Letting the Plumber, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Still ahead on WTOP, ATMs belong on dry land where they can dispense cash. So why have almost 20 ATMs now been found in a local
0: creek? It's 1121. The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules
4: The new D.C. News Now is here.
3: And if you're an early riser, you're going to really like us.
4: We're bringing you your late news a little earlier, 9 p.m. Not too early, not too late, it's just right. With four locations
2: in the DMV, we're covering more ground and telling more of your stories.
4: The news of the day from where you live, like where you really live.
2: We'll see you tonight at 9 for D.C. News Now. Your new choice for news, D.C. News Now. Tonight at 9. Check your local listings at dcnewsnow.com. Deanna got some really bad news
3: from the IRS.
0: They said you owe quite a bit of money. They told me the possibilities of garnishing my wages, taking my house, taking my car.
3: Deanna found out about Optima Tax Relief. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients.
0: Optima Tax saved my life.
3: Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840.
0: Optima Tax Relief.
2: For details, visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is WTOP News. 1123.
3: Multiple discarded ATMs have been found submerged in a northeast D.C. creek, and the FBI is now looking into this. We're talking about almost 18 of these machines. A D.C. police spokesperson tells our news partners at NBC4, police are working with the FBI to trace the origin of the ATMs found in Watts Branch Creek. Neighbors have said they've been finding these machines along the creek in Marvin Gaye Recreational Park for some time, and they've taken to social media to complain about them. When News 4 was at the creek, reporters saw trash strewn around the banks, as well as another ATM in addition to the two that neighbors had complained about. But in all, we are getting reports that almost 20 were in that creek. Will the district's revised criminal code ever be enacted? It depends on what happens in Congress. It faces an uphill battle in the Senate. After the House voted to block it over fears, it's soft on crime. But D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson defends the updated code. He
1: says it's gotten a bad rap. It's really easy to demagogue crime. You know, we're increasingly a headline society, so the headline kind of like nails it.
2: Mendelssohn blames both the city mayor, Muriel Bowser, and D.C. Police Chief Robert Conte III
1: for casting the revised criminal code as soft on crime. It will not make the city less safe, and that's because sentencing in itself does not have a deterrent effect on crime. Mendelssohn says both the mayor and the chief don't understand the criminal code. If Congress intervenes, they will mess up our criminal justice system.
2: Hear our full conversation on how the changes would actually impact D.C. residents on this week's episode of WTOP's DMV Download podcast. Luke Garrett, WTOP News. WTOP has reached out to
3: the mayor's office for response to Mendelssohn's comments. Money News 25 and
1: 55 here on WTOP. And let's go to Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Minutes from the Fed's most recent policy meeting that signaled higher interest rates for longer left stocks mostly lower. Dow Industrials fell 85, the S&P lost 6, the Nasdaq gained 15. Expectations are growing on Wall Street that stubbornly high inflation will keep interest rates high. Economists surveyed by Bloomberg see quarter point rate hikes from the Fed in March and May, and no change for the rest of the year. Chatbots don't have feelings, and the one that powers Microsoft's Bing search engine will end the conversation if asked about its feelings. It's the latest change made by Microsoft after being returned disturbing responses to some inquiries. If you ever get a chance to offer Bill Gates a beer, be sure it's a Heineken. The Microsoft founder has invested $900 million in Heineken Holding for a stake of nearly 4%. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Asian markets are mixed
3: tonight. Tokyo stocks down 1.5%. South Korea's Kospi is up 1%,
2: and Hong Kong, half a percent higher. Coming up after traffic and weather. A lot of questions remain about a police shooting in Tyson's that left a man wanted for theft dead. I'm Mike Marilla. Stay with us for the latest
3: from that scene. It's 1126. Temps are chilly, but the deals are heating up at John C. Flood. For a limited time only, when you buy a qualifying ream system from John C. Flood, you get the matching furnace or heat pump air handler free or finance your new ream heating and AC system with zero down and zero percent interest for up to 60 months. Free furnace or zero down zero interest for a limited time only. So act now. Go to johncflood.com today. That's johncflood.com.
2: Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Cordell and Cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively. We focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength and
4: effectiveness.